The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 13th chapter. At that very time, there were some present who told him about the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. Jesus asked them, Do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were worse sinners than all other Galileans? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those 18 who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish just as they did. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, See here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? He replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year until I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. The Gospel of the Lord. Peace be with you. What an exciting day it is here at Upper Dublin. We are celebrating a successful flea market with our donation to the Mitzvah Circle Foundation, as you heard. And we're celebrating my favorite place on earth, Bear Creek Camp. Yet on this day of celebration, we are reminded that we are in the midst of Lent, a time not customary for celebration, but rather for repentance, reflection, reminder, and relationship. Our reading today calls on us to repent. But what does that mean? So I went to the dictionary, and it gave me three definitions. One, to turn from sin and dedicate oneself to the amendment of one's life. Two, to feel regret or contrition. And three, to feel or express sincere regret or remorse about one's wrongdoing or sin. We started Lent by reminding ourselves that from dust we came and to dust we shall return. A reminder that we are humans. We are not immortal. We continue through Lent living into this humanity by facing our shortcomings and our wrongdoings to strive to do better and to renew our relationship with God. We know that sin is not good, but what is sin by another name? We might call it crime, error, guilt, immorality, offense, shortcomings, wrongdoings. There are many, many names we can use for this this thing called sin. But no matter what, it implies a broken relationship with God. We are human. We make mistakes. We fall short. We do wrong. But we are forgiven. Our gospel today comes to us in this place through the parable of the fig tree. Now the man wants the fig tree cut down because it has not produced fruit for three years. But the gardener says, give it one more year. 
Let me tend to it, and we'll see if it bears fruit next year. Now, the parables of Jesus are often confusing because they were written and spoken at a time and context very different from us today. Namely, the people of Jesus' time were farmers and fishermen, so they would have understood that a fig tree takes four or five years before it finally blooms. But the problem is, we don't know these things, and so when we read the Bible and we hear a story like this, we get caught in the pain and the hurt of ripping out that tree just because it didn't bloom. See, this is a story of second chances, where the man is about to give up hope. Jesus says, let me tend to my people so that they may thrive. Let's give them another chance. Let's tend to them and nurture them and give them the best chance to succeed, despite the world around them. This parable today reminds us that Jesus is our rock in a weary land, a shelter in the time of storm, and a gardener when we are in need. The world around us surely is a weary land. It is filled with hurt and shame, sadness and destruction. It is a weary land full of crime and error, guilt, offenses, and shortcomings. It is a weary land where it is easier to turn away from God, to get caught in the terror of the news filled with shootings and lawbreaking and deception, than it is to stand firm and renew our relationship with God. But the good news is this. We believe in a God of second chances, and third chances, and fourth chances. And as Jesus says in Mark, seven times 70 chances. So basically, infinity, forever and ever, Amen. This is a story showing how much our God loves us. God doesn't give up on us. God fights for us. God won't let us get cut away when we don't bear fruit. But rather, God joins us right there in the mud and the dirt, helping us to thrive. We aren't perfect. God knows we sin and do wrong but God loves and fights for us anyway. All God asks in return is that we acknowledge our shortcomings and work to do and be better people. Lent is a time where we are confronted with this humanity, and it makes us vulnerable and uncomfortable. It's why people don't like Lent or funerals or Ash Wednesday or anything to do with death. We don't like to be reminded that from death, from dust we came, and to dust we will return. But it is just this vulnerability that God calls us to in Lent. A reminder that we need to reflect on the ways we turn away from God, and a renewal of how we can turn back and live into that Easter promise. We all stray from the path metaphorically and physically. I mentioned earlier that Bear Creek Camp is my favorite place on earth. Maybe besides Disney World, but I think, I don't know, Chris, do you think? I think Camp, I think camp might be better than Disney World. He's agreeing with me. Tad's going to show a quick photo for us. I uh, wanted to humor you all. 
This is my very first camp group photo from 2003. Brownie points if you can figure out which one I am. Nine, eight? See, camp is a place of exploration, solitude, faith formation, and fun. I went for nine years from the time that I was a child well into my formative teenage years. It was the place that I rediscovered my love for God each summer and the place that I called home, always begging to stay longer than just one week. And now they offer a two-week session, and my friends and I take credit for that. So our story today takes me back to my year as a senior at Bear Creek Camp. I was about 15, I think. And having an older brother who went to camp, I knew how each stage of camp worked. And when you were a senior, you got to go on the coveted three-night overnight. We packed our bags, and we journeyed out to live in the woods for three whole nights and four days. Now, my friends and I, one of which who is still in that picture and I still talk to today, we were waiting forever and ever to finally get to do this three-night overnight and do what we had been waiting to do, which was hike the perimeter around Bear Creek Camp. So we set our course, we packed our bags, and we took off, and we walked out into the woods looking for our first trail marker to mark that we were right on the boundary of camp and public property. The problem was, no one had marked, hiked perimeter in a very long time, and so the markers were all gone. And there we are, looking for these little white marks on the tree, and they're not there. And so we had our map, and we had a compass, and we, we kept going. We thought, maybe, eventually, we'll find a tree. What we didn't realize was that the rain had brought on all of this mud. And so we continue on, and now we're starting to walk in mud. And of course, 15-year-old girls are like, ew, mud. But we kept going. And then it was up to our ankles. And then it was up to our calves. And then our knees. And by the end of it, we were pulling our shorts up because it was over our thighs, trying not to get stuck in the mud. It was great. It was really fun. <laughs> It was crazy trying to get in and out of the mud, and finally our counselor said, okay, I think we've had enough. We need to find a trail. So they ran ahead to figure out where we were, and we discovered we were near Camp Road, going from the highway all the way down into camp. So we jumped on Camp Road and continued on our way, and we ended up getting to all of the best spots that we knew. The best part was we found this sign. Are we tan or is it just dirt? And it was clearly mud. <laughs> but so we continued on our journey and we, we spent our nights at camp and going up to Bald Mountain where the windmills are. This was a selfie before we knew how to take selfies with the old school cameras. But despite getting lost and covered in mud, this was one of the best overnights I had at camp. I'll say that about all of them, but I really mean it about this one. <laughs> We may have wandered off and gotten lost, but after much prayer and frustration and, oh my God, mud, we made it back on the path. Life works like that sometimes, a lot of the time, for me at least. 
When we do something wrong or we fall short of what is expected of us, we find ourselves on a path away from God. But that doesn't separate us from God. Nothing, absolutely nothing, can separate us from God. What we are called to do is find our way back to the path by repenting. What does it look like to turn away from sin and dedicate yourself to God? What does it look like to feel or express remorse for our wrongdoings? Maybe this is during the confession and forgiveness that we did earlier today. Maybe this is done during personal devotion or a time of meditation. Maybe this is done through prayer around a meal with your family. Maybe you do it driving down the road after you realized you had some really bad road rage for the person in front of you. And Lent, we are called to discover what it looks like to repent and confess our sins. Because for each and every one of us, that will look different. We are called to discover the most effective way for me personally and you individually so that we can renew and rebuild the relationships we have with God. In Lent, we are reminded to name our faults, acknowledge that we are stuck in the mud no matter how deep, name that we have fallen off the path and lost our way, and that we sometimes need help getting back to God. We are called to confess our sins, our wrongdoings, our shortcomings, and our mistakes. But in the end, we are also reminded that Jesus is our rock, and no matter what, God loves us. Amen.